the Lord will speak to you today. Amen? And now I would like to ask you all, don't stand up from the next 40 minutes, okay? Because when if you start walking, you're going to disturb others. And let's receive from the Lord this word. Amen? Last week I shared a message, where are the other nine? And wha- I spoke about what? Gratitude. Yes, I spoke about gratitude. And uh, that message was based on the text o- of Luke 17, where Jesus found ten lepers. And all of them came to Jesus. And asking Jesus, Jesus, heals us. And Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the high priest. And then they were going, and then when they were going, they all were healed. The ten, the ten. All of them were healed. But the Bible says, but only one of them returned to Tankahin. And just one of them were saved. And, w- and just one of them was remembered. And he became follower of Jesus. And they had one story to tell to others. But nine of them were forgotten. All the other nine. And also, I, I just remember you, because I'm going to start in a few, few seconds this me- the new message. I told you that it's very sad that although nine were healed, we never heard of their return. And they are completely left out of the story. They received a blessing. And they went away. They were blessed, but they had no story. Why? Because they were not grateful. Just because of that. Because they are just thinking in themselves. And I told you that unfortunately, even inside of church, ingratitude is a reality in many people's life. Why? How many people have come to this church with needs? And they are helped, they are cared for, we serve them, we bless them, we invest our time in their lives, and after the doors are open for them, they do exactly what the nine lepers did. Pay attention what I'm going to say to you. A thankful heart is the one of primary identifying characteristics of a believer. A broken and grateful heart destroys pride, selfishness, and worry. And it helps us to fortify the believer's trust in the Lord and confidence in his provision even in the most difficult times. 
Gratitude is a necessary quality in the lives of all Jesus' followers. And my question to you again is, are you a grateful person? And also, we must honor and thank our God, our Lord. But also, we should be grateful to those who helped us and invested in our lives. How many of us we have been helped by our brothers and sisters? Many of us. I have been helped by many people, but I am always grateful. So many people has helping us, is helping us. I'm so thankful for all of them. Sometimes helping us in our needs. Yeah, maybe you don't know, but many times people come to us helping in our needs. Sometimes in the work of the church, but I can count on them. Sometimes even then, we have the leaders always helping. I'm so grateful to all these leaders. Without them, wow, I'm so grateful for their lives. They are always saying, you can count on us. I'm grateful to God. Be thankful. God has commanded it for our own good and for his glory. Amen? I'm going to repeat again. Be thankful. God has commanded it. It's a commandment. For your own good and for his glory. Amen? And remember that gratitude opened the doors for miracles. Do you remember last week? I, I showed you many miracles that just happened because of gratitude. And today I, I will be talking about gratitude in the midst of suffering. <laughs> um, and today's message is gratitude opens the door to miracles. Say with me, gratitude opens the door to miracles. Amen. Beloved brother, I know showing gratitude when all is well can be a, a challenging for some, right? It can be a challenging, but uh, it's pretty easy, right? Some people, they are not grateful when everything is well. They think that everybody should work around them, <laughs> and they are not grateful. But it's easy. If you say, okay, from now on, I'm going to start thanking to God, thanking to people, thanking to everyone that helped me, thanking even for people that give to me one cup of water. Then, but when you receive, you are, you are blessed, and it's easy. But this is not what I'm going to teach today. But there are times in our lives that it's very hard to thank and to praise God. There are times when even hard to hold on to hope. I'm going to read a verse, Job 14, verse 7. That says, let's read all together. 
at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. Its new shoots will not fail. Hallelujah. Yeah. But the Bible says there is hope. For even a tree, if it's cut down. Have you seen a tree that was cut down? And it's starting, sprouting again. Have you seen that? Sometimes it is, we feel like that we are cut down in life. Isn't it? Or just the pastor that feels that. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we are cut down in life. We think this might be the end of our life. But this is not true. <laughs> this is not true. God can change things. Amen? Are you with me? Okay. God can change things. He can bring a new life. As the scripture says, God can bring beauty out of ashes. When you are in a hardship, in one circumstance very difficult, you can experience the best miracles of your life. <laughs> I think most of you knows my testimony, my life, because I am always, I think my life everyone knows. <laughs> because here I speak about my problems, about uh, that I had a problem with people, even with the problem with my wife, and everybody knows about my life. <laughs> but I am always, many times, giving you the testimony of miracles. And most, or 90% of the miracles that happened in my life came in time of hardship. And I want you... How many of you have read the book of Job? Raise up your hand. Okay. Um, do you remember what happened to him? Do you remember? Okay. Then what horrific news came to him? That his children had died. Can you imagine? Hmm. Listen, I'm not saying to you that he lost his job. No. Like seven sons and three daughters all dead. Can you imagine? I cannot even think about my daughters. It's so hard to face. Can you imagine the pain and suffering? What did Job do when he received that news that seven of his sons and three of his daughters passed away? Job 120. Let's read all together. Let's read. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and... He fell to the ground and let's read again. Then Job arose, 
tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. What? What? He received a news that your children passed away? And what he did? And worship. <laughs> but you may say, but Pastor Marcio, this is the story of Job. And you know, God blessed him in the end. He got everything that he lost back. Wait a second. Job had never read the book of Job. <laughs> he never read the book of Job. He didn't know what was happening. He didn't know. He didn't know what was happening in heaven. Yeah. Because he was a godly man. So much that the Lord was bra bragging about him in heaven. But he, he was just a man. Job 1.8, God said, his, Job is a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and avoids Evil. Okay. Job didn't know about this narrative that was happening in heaven. He didn't know. He didn't know that the Lord had given permission to the devil to bring him into this, this calamity in his life. He didn't know. All that Job knew was one day he woke up and everything that could go wrong in his life went wrong. Yet, he heard the news and what he did after he heard the news? Are you, are you with me? Yeah. What he did when he received the news? He bowed down. He bowed down and worshipped. If, if you had read that he fell to the ground and cried and gave out, it would make more sense. Isn't it? If, if we read that he fell to the ground feeling angry at God, it would have even more sense. He was angry. But we read that he fell to the ground and worshipped. This is what I, I was telling in the beginning of this service. 
Sometimes when we are worshiping, some people, they are talking. Sometimes even when I'm preaching, people, they are talking and they miss things from God. And then we, we are worshiping and some people, they are looking around. <laughs> when you are worshiping, adoring, giving him the glory, he comes and he manifests in your life. You give it to him what he deserves, and he gives you the blessing. This is what happened. Because he was a godly man, he was God-fearing, he trusted in God. And what, I have a question here. What comes out of Job's month after the terrible news? What? Wow. He received the news. I worship you, Lord. I, ha I have another question. What comes out of your month when you are facing difficulties? Huh? Mm. When, when your neighbor is trying to fight against you, when your co-worker in your job, you have some disagreement. Or when you lose your job, or you, your salary is not enough, or you are suffering, or circumstances are happening, what comes out of your mouth? Matthew 12, 34. For the month speaks what? <laughs> For the month speaks what? The heart is full of. <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, a man will speak. Hmm. When you are a godly man or a woman, and you are pressed... By, the, by life. Prayer and adoration will come out of you. What comes out of you, it's what is full of your heart. When someone, when someone says to me, Pastor, I lost my faith in that crisis. Oh, I am so weak. I don't have, ah, I am so worried about uh, my circumstance, my family, my job, uh, about everything. And I am losing my faith. My response to that dispersal is, get rid of that faith because that faith is not worth a single penny. Your faith worth nothing. Why, pastor? Because anybody can praise when the sky is blue and the sun is shining as it is right now. It's easy. After this service, you're going to get out of this building. Wow, what a beautiful day. Sunshine. It's easy. 
I want to see you going out of this building. It's raining, cloud, snowing. And then, glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Stop complaining. When you complain, you are destroying your life. When you complain, you are bringing curses over your life and your family. If you can praise God when things go wrong, that tells me one thing. I'm going to repeat again. If you can praise God when the things are going wrong, not not well, what tells me that you are a true follower of Jesus Christ? This is what it means. You are a true follower of Jesus. Let's read again Job 120 and, and also verse 22. When Job, let's read together. When Job heard this, he got up, tore his clothes, shaved his head to show his sadness. Then he fell to the ground and bowed down before God. Even after the, all this, Job did not sin. He did not accuse God for doing do wrong, doing anything wrong. Yeah. He received the bad news. He worshiped the Lord. And he didn't say, God, why did you do that? Sorry, beloved brother, if you believe that God sent wrong things over your life, if you believe that, I don't believe. Because you are going to see that was not God Amen. who sent that all that trouble over Job. Who? Amen. Satan. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give life and life in full. And what he did, pay attention. He, re he received the good news, and what he did? He worshiped the Lord. He gave thanks. This is called sacrifice of praise. Amen. Sacrifice of praise. When we worship, even when we don't feel like it. You worship, but you don't feel. We worship Him even when we are hurting. We worship God we worship him because God is deserving of our praise. Okay? He's deserving. The Bible repeatedly urges us to worship no matter what. I want you to read this a verse, Hebrews 13, 15, that speaks about this sacrifice of praise. Because sometimes it's a sacrifice. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continuously, continuously, not 
When the things are okay. Continually offer to God what? Sacrifice of praise. What is the sacrifice of praise? The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Wow. Sometimes it feels like a sacrifice to praise. Sometimes I'm not so happy to worship God. Did you know? <laughs> Sometimes I am receiving just, don't think just you receive bad news. Sometimes I receive bad news from my family. Sometimes I receive bad news from people from church. And sometimes I have to confess to you, I'm not so rejoicing. But I am always giving him all the glory and worshiping him always. I do it because God is worthy of my praise. Not because everything is okay. It's because he's worthy. Did you get the point? You have to worship him not because everything is fine, everything is okay, but because he is worthy of our praise. Notice in this verse that said, that says, the fruit of my lips says, let us continually offer to God sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips. That means sacrifice of praise. You have to verbalize. Not just to be sad. Sometimes I, f I meet some believers and say, how are you doing? It's okay, but. Their lips burn. Yeah, yeah, you don't know, but how is my life? Oh, a lot of trouble. Oh, trouble in this area, trouble in this area, trouble. And they a lot. And a lot of complainings. But the Bible says that your sacrifice of praise, you must, is the fruit of your lips. Job was offering his sacrifice of praise to God. Hmm. Hmm. God was offering sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice of praise is when the things are not okay. But he deserves. And then, I have done that, giving sacrifice of praise, crying. I think it's not a problem for you to cry. I remember many times I was crying, crying, crying with tears because I am a human being. But I said, Lord, crying, I know you are my God. I worship you. I am crying out, but tomorrow I will be rejoicing. I know, I give you the honor and the glory to you. I trust you. I trust you. I worship you. And cry and cry. But I worship you. I worship you. And what happened with Paul and Silas when they were in prison suffering? 
They were not complaining. They started worshiping the Lord and the sacrifice of praise. Everybody on the, in the prison were listening. Everybody. They were listening, then praising. It was midnight and they were, they were praising. I used to say, and what happened at midnight, uh, midnight when they were praising and worshiping the Lord, what happened? What happened? One earthquake. <laughs> Shook the prison and set all of them free. <laughs> I used to say that when you are praising and the Lord is listening, and sometimes God goes uh -huh, and, and goes and uh -huh, start liking your, your music. And when God just sh started shaking his foot, some earthquake happens in your life. Because like the Lord said, wow, my children, they are worshiping me in pain. My children, they are worshiping me when they are suffering unjustly. And now I'm going to go there. I'm going to perform a miracle in their life. Because God manifests his glory and his power in the midst of the worship of his people. But what is coming out of your mouth? Mm, this is the point. Gratitude opens the door to miracles. Gratitude opens the door to miracles. This is the title of this word of today. Gratitude opens the door to miracles. And also, First Thessalonians, I'm going to read again. Let's re read all together. Give thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances. Paul the Apostle said, I know what is to have a plenty and is to have nothing. I know what means to be blessed and not blessed. And I learn to be content in all and every circumstances. And then we need to learn. You didn't born knowing. You need to learn. And many people here are going to struggle because you don't know it. And you need to learn. And Lord is working in your heart that you need to be more humble. You need to give more glory to him. And if you want to be used by God, God will work in your heart. Yeah, God will work. But I want to go deeply in this verse of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Because many people don't understand this verse here. The Bible says for you give thanks in give thanks in all circumstances. Ah, then pastor, then I have to give thanks in all circumstances. Then I have to give thanks uh, when my when I am sick. I have to give thanks Lord when uh, I lose my child. I have to give thanks when I have no money to pay my bills, mm, that doesn't mean you have to thank him for everything that is bad. 
Pay attention. Because you need to have a, receive a revelation. Even about this verse. You don't need to have to be thankful for that bad day. Or you are not going to thank him because you are sick. Or, okay, oh, oh, terrible back, back pain. Oh, Lord, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this, this pain. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, this is not what the Bible is saying. Please pay attention. Like, or you receive a news of the death of a loved one. Oh, thank you, because he worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like your brother-in-law passed away. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> or your mother-in-law passed away. <laughs> no! No! Don't. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mother-in-laws. Sorry. <laughs> but some people, they're going to say, Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, it's a joke, okay? <laughs> okay, but come now, let's go to the point. Petish, you should not give in thanks for the difficulties, but rather give thanks despite the difficulties. Did you get the point? Or this is a very important distinction that many people, I, I think, is the one thing that often many Christians don't understand about it. I'm going to say something I'm going to put here now. Giving thanks in everything shows that you know in your heart that God is greater than any struggle that he can use all difficulties if you approach him with a broken and humble heart. Amen? Amen. You are not going to give thanks because of your mother-in-law passed away. But you have to you have to give thanks to him in all circumstances. Even when you are broken. Even when you are soft. Like if you are in pain. For example, I have some pain. I'm not going to give thanks for the pain. I'm going to give thanks to him that he deserved. And when you worship him, as Paul and Silas, he was not saying, Oh, Lord, thank you for all. I was beating. I am bleeding. And thank you. It was so nice. <laughs> no. He was worshiping God. And said, despite all the problems, I'm going to worship you because you deserve. And when you worship him among the problems, in all the circumstances, then he's going to come and he's going to open the door and a miracle is going to happen. Hallelujah. I told you, I think last week, I was healed from some infirmities or some pain in my body just thanking God. Right. 
just thinking. I know I can ask you for someone to pray for me, but Lord, I thank you because at the cross you took all my pain, my infirmities, and I thank you I am healed. I start thanking him for what he did in the cross. And when you thank God and, and uh, there is gratitude, what happened? Miracles happen. Yeah. I showed you how many miracles happened just because of gratitude. Then, but if you start complaining, you're going to be in big trouble. Let's talk now about Daniel. Daniel was another man that uh, went through hard times and experienced great miracles. Amen? How many of you have read the book of Daniel? How, ma how many of you have read the book of Daniel? Okay. And he, and you know, he was a man of prayer, but he was also an advisor of the king. And Daniel had some enemies. <laughs> Do we have some enemies? Sometimes, yeah. Some Daniel's enemies said, Let's pass a law that no one can pray to any god except to the king. And they brought that to the king, and the king signed into, the, into law, not realizing that he was condemning his friend Daniel to death. Hmm. He was condemning his friend to death, but he didn't know. Now let's read Daniel 6.10. When Daniel learned that the decree has been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the window opened towards Jerusalem. And three times a day, he, what he did? <laughs> he got down on his knees and prayed and what more he did? Given. Ah. <laughs> giving thanks. He was, he was giving thanks because he was in trouble. <laughs> no, he was giving thanks because God deserves. Daniel had here one attitude of gratitude. And I love the verse 10. The verse 10. That says, just as he had done before. <laughs> this is what he had always done. Always. Here was the problem. Here was the problem with Daniel. Just like Job. He hadn't read the book of Daniel. <laughs> he didn't know. He was about to go to be food to lions. He didn't know. He didn't know the end of the story. He didn't know. He didn't read the book. Hmm. But what he did, he did the same uh, as Job. And worship the Lord. And he gave it thanks to the Lord. <laughs> he didn't know about all these things that he was going. 
to that uh, to be with the lions. He's going to be become food to the lions, but he got to his knees. Blood brothers, job was tested and approved. Daniel was tested and approved. But many believers are tested and not approved. Yeah. How many of you want to be used by God? How many of you want to be used by God? Just few of you. How many of you would you like to be used by God? Yeah. A majority, I think. <laughs> if you want to be used by God, you need to be treated by God. Your heart needs to be broken and you need to be tested. When you are tested, you manifest what you have in your heart. Always. The fruit of your lip <laughs> will manifest. I have some question to you. To you. Do, you get, do you get angry with people when the people criticize you? Do you fight with your co-workers sometimes? Yeah, are you fighting? Do you fight against your boss? Sometimes. <laughs> Do you complain about the circumstances that you are in? Some people even speak bad words. For me, these, these kind of people, they are not believers. If you, if you are a believer but speaking bad words, even now, sorry, you are, you are not a believer. Because you need to be transformed. Because the mouth speaks what you have inside. Okay? But <coughs> Job only had this experience with God after all great suffering he went through. And it had been God that who allowed his suffering. Did you get the point? God didn't send the problem to Job. But God allowed. He allowed. He said, okay, I'm going to give you permission. You can touch. And sometimes God gives permission. Yeah. Job 42.5. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. And Job said, Lord... Before, before this trouble, before this problem, I, I just have heard my pastor, my leaders, I have heard. But now, I had one great experience with you because of the trouble and the problem. And now, my eyes can see you. This is why I told you, oh, my big problems that I had, the tribulations that I had in my life, became a miracle. And it was the greatest experience 
Because depend on how you act when you are in the middle of your problem. Most people don't have experience with God because they fail or they give up in the middle of the test. They, they fail or they give up. Some people, they start complaining, giving out. They stop coming to church. A lot of people. No, then they have trouble. I'm, I'm not going to come anymore to church. Uh, they, be, they become, uh, become weak faith in faith. Or they, st they st stop seeking God or becoming unbelieving. Or some of them even, they go back to sin or their addictions again. Remember that Israel had to stay 40 years in the wilderness because of their heart. Okay? Did you get what I say? Israel had to stay 40 years because of their heart. Many Christians lose the best of God because of ungratefulness or, or become of complaint or murmuring. I have one testimony to share and uh, that years ago, it was in 2011, I was here in Ireland. I went through a terrible moment in my life, which many of you know, many of you, because I have told you this experience. In that uh, day, that it was a terrible moment, I had one experience of being visited by one angel of God. Literally one angel of God came in front of me and stopped in front of me. And it was in the midst of a great storm, suffering and anguish. Uh, as you know, my family and I, we were sent to Ireland as a missionary. And after two years of being in this country, we legalized the church, the Shalom Christian Fellowship, and also we... We, we made the application for our visa to, to be the pastor of this church, this Irish church that we started. And after some months, I received a letter. I received two letters. One, and then the second one after more two months. And then I received a letter from the government. They had denied my visa request and they demanded me to leave the country within 120 days. <laughs> you don't know what that means to me. Why? Because I was in Brazil, and God spoke to me, gave a word. Go to Ireland. He spoke to me, he spoke to my pastor. We had a preparation. I spent a lot of money to come here. My church spent a lot of money also helping me to come here. And it was a lot of investment. And then I had a vision that this church would, would grow. And then I was praying. A church back, our church back in Brazil was praying. And suddenly, one day, I received this letter. It says, 
go home, and you have 120 days. Can you imagine how I felt? <laughs> I have to confess, I cried. And I did what Job did. I, I went to the floor. First I cried. And after 40 minutes, I started worshiping the Lord. And I said, Lord, I trust you, Lord. You are my God. You are my Savior. I'm going to be faithful to you. It doesn't matter what will happen. I, really, I trust you. I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the end, he will raise and he raised my favor. I know. And I, I was worshiping the Lord. And suddenly I opened my eyes. When I opened my eyes, what I see in front of me? This angel. And this angel, he was in the air. He stopped in the air. He was, I was in the living room. There is a glass in my living room. And he was outside. And I was inside. And then I saw him very clear. And, and then I was afraid to say, why you are here? Then I, as I was there, like I, I put my hands up because I don't worship, worship angels, of course. Then I put my, my hands down. And then I said, Lord, what means? And when I said, what means? The angel smiled at me. And I remember today, he smiled and then he took something from inside of him. It was two red passports. And then he looked at me and said, and when, when I saw, I got the point. I had one letter. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't have this letter here today, I, it, but it's, in my, it's at home. Then I got this letter and said, Lord, this is what man said to me. But this is what you, you told me now. And then I trust in you. I don't trust this. And what happened? In the 1st of January 2011, the law of Ireland changed. And because of this change, then they could not uh, uh, put me out of the state. And uh, then... Because of this new law, I reapplied, and I was granted, and today I have this two-part support that the angel showed me. Well, yeah, glory to him. But it was not easy. <laughs> now they started, <laughs> when you read the book of Job, <laughs> and you go the last page, Job 42, <laughs> Say, wow, God gave him back everything. Wow, <laughs> God is faithful. <laughs> but it was not that at the beginning when he was, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Do you trust the Lord? Yeah. I want to finish off by giving you some practical examples, practical advices. Just practical advices. First, 
Learn to appreciate the small things and give thanks to God in all circumstances. Amen? Learn to appreciate all small things and give thanks in all circumstances. If you are going to wait to feel grateful and happy when good things happen, such as you receive a job promotion, or you are buying or receiving a new house, then you will not experience the power of gratitude. Because the power of gratitude comes when you are in the trouble, not after you receive the house. <laughs> after you receive the house, it's easy. <laughs> but when you are crying, when the things are not right, and you are there, I trust you, Lord. I am so thankful. <laughs> to enjoy the benefit of gratitude, you need to appreciate what you have today. You have to appreciate the small things that you have. The small things that you have. Stop looking what you don't have. Look what you have. This is your problem. You, are, uh, you don't appreciate what you have. And the, but you are, Lord, give me that, give me that. Be grateful, enjoy what you have. Why? Because your gratitude will open the door to miracles. Amen? Second, express gratitude. Express it. In addiction to feeling, Sometimes we feel. But in addition to feeling gratitude, it's important that you express through your attitudes and words. Attitudes and words. You have to give thanks to God. Yes. But also you have to give thanks to people. Because we are helped by people. 90% of the time I was helped not by angels, but some angels that came into my life. Many times I was blessed by some angels that has blood and flesh. And they came to me helping me. Be thankful to people. Because we are, we are blessed by people that are around us. Share and express gratitude. And you have a great life. Third and last. Stop complaints. No, re sorry. Replace complaints with gratitude. You have to replace. Recognize that God is taking care of you. And that you trust him in every circumstance. Amen. Try to see God or to see the good side of every circumstance. Amen? For example, 
If you, have, if you wake up one day and you find yourself feeling down because it's cold outside or it's raining and you need to get up to work, you will soon remember that at least you have a job. <laughs> you have a job. Like, see the good side. You have a job. You're going to have your money at the end of the week. Do you have reason to thank lo the Lord? Of course. Replace complaints with gratitude. And you're going to see God's work in your life. I want to ask you, have you thanked God today? For simple being alive and breathing? Have you thanked God? <laughs> because there are many people who struggle even to breathe. Have you thanked him for your health? <laughs> I need to confess to you. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, I thank God for my health. Every day. Even when I was not feeling good. Do you know how many times I have been in hospital in Ireland in these 15 years? Do you know how many times? No, zero. I never had been in hospital. This is glory. I ask, but every morning I give glory to him. I don't think it's about Marshall. Every day, every day. Do you always thank God before eating your meals? Yeah? Always, always. Even uh, when you are at work. Always. Doesn't matter where I am, at work or in the restaurant, always. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up, please. Don't don't walk, please. You have to, you have to get out of this building today, saying, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, Lord, because I, I have not been a grateful person. Are you grateful to your family? Amen. Yeah? To your spouse, your children, even if they are not perfect. We should be thankful because many people no longer have their family. No longer they have their family members alive. Are you thankful to God for this church? Hmm? Are, are you really thankful to the Lord for this church? Are you thankful for your brothers and sisters. 
Are you thankful for your leaders? We should be thankful and you should express our gratitude and our appreciation. Are you thankful to the freedom that we have in this country? Yes. To be in the meetings worshiping God? <laughs> Do you know? In many countries they want to worship God but they can't because they can be arrested. Did you know that? Yeah. Because they don't have religious freedom. And many people, they can come and worship and they stay at home. Sorry, this is a shame. It's a shame. You can worship. Many people, they are saying, Lord, I'd like to be with my brothers and sisters. And they can't. We need to be thankful to Lord. Please. Close your eyes and pray right now. And I think uh, the best thing for you to start praying, say, Lord, forgive my complaints. Because I, I don't have a grateful heart. Start praying right now. Stop complaining and express gratitude. Because gratitude will open the doors to miracles. Where are the grateful people? Where are, where are the other nine? Where are the ninety percent? Keep praying. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Because you have been so good to us. You promised us, Jesus, that in this world we are going to have uh, tribulations, problems. But you have said for us to be good of cheer or to be courageous. Because you overcame and we will overcome. Lord, I pray for strength for those who are suffering. I pray for Strength, Lord, for those who are going through this hardship. And you are testing their hearts. Lord, and, and Lord, you are allowing this test, Lord, because they have a proud heart. And they need to be thankful to people. They need to change their, their attitudes. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you can move in our lives and change, Lord, our hearts. Lord, forgive the sins of complaining, Lord, in our children's life. Lord, forgive, Lord, the complaint of the people who claim, claim to know you, Lord. Forgive them. Help us, Lord, to be grateful to you, Lord. Help us to be grateful to people, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to express, Lord, gratitude to others. To have one attitude of gratefulness instead of complaining, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you can raise this church as one powerful church that will always give you glory in all the circumstances. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we will experience many miracles. In Jesus' name.
Lord, bless your people. In Jesus' name, I declare that from today on, we will live a life of gratitude, Lord. And we will experience many miracles as a result of our gratitude. In Jesus' name, we pray and we declare that you are going to receive all the glory and the honor in our lives and in this church. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. and amen and amen. amen. Glory be to the Lord.